welcome to another episode of Mary's Local Hour, which was recorded on 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. This interview is with David and Ben from a Jacksonville band called Teen Divorce, and also whose music you were just hearing. This interview was lots of fun to record. I hope you have as much fun as I did listening to it. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Teen Divorce. And you were just listening to Pool by Teen Divorce. And actually, we have what, half of the band with us today. Yep. Yeah, we're a four-piece now. Cool. Yep. So we have David and Ben. I just want you guys to introduce yourselves to maybe people who aren't as familiar and a little bit about the band. Maybe like the origin story, too. Sure. So uh, I'm Ben. I actually formed this band at UNF uh, in 2013. I used to live in Crossings Q, third floor for my freshman out there. Shout um, out. And I, yeah, shout out. And uh, I uh, got OCD the same day as I got a MacBook with GarageBand on it. So whenever I get really nervous, I would just make songs to try to, like, distract myself. So I did that for, like, four years. Um, and I've been, like, going to local shows. And, like, back when OneSpark was popping off and stuff, I would, like, sell shirts for people. And I was, like, pretty involved with what the Jack scene was at the time. So I uh, booked my first show ever. It was our EP release of um, an EP that I don't think anyone in Jacksonville remembers or knows about. Uh, and then after that, I met David at Jack Rabbits, like in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've just been kind of <laughs> doing our, yeah, we've been doing our best ever since. And I think people still remember that. You're talking about the one with Path and everything? Yeah. Yeah, people definitely still remember that EP. Gang. No, and then your side of the story, David. Um, yeah, so speaking of selling shirts, he was doing merch for an, ol- an older Jack's band. Um, and we met at Jack Rabbits, and I didn't really think much of him asking me to be in the band at the time, but like six months went by, and I was not doing much, so he asked me to to do it again, and I joined. It was awesome. Cool. And it's been just a really fun trip ever since. And yep. was this was this the first band that you guys have ever been, or were there previous bands before this? Uh, in high school, I was in, <laughs> so. <laughs> Rat. Smack rat. Smack rat. So what's like Andy from Parks and Rec's band's name? Rat. Mouse rat. Mouse rat. So I was I was Andy from Parks and Rec in high school. Can't confirm. So you never came to any of our shows. <laughs> you weren't out there shooting for Smack Rat. No, but I. What do you? I saw the. Sh- you played at Beer and Brownies. Yeah, that was a reunion set. Yeah, so that I, doesn't count. We were we were way show. worse back before the reunion set, but. No, so I was in one really terrible high school band that just sounded like Kings of Leon if they were in the <laughs> closet. Okay. Everyone is. Um, and and then, like, I mean, we've all played, like, one-off sets for other bands in Jacksonville and, like, filled in here and there. But pretty much uh, Teen Divorce has been, like, the only, like, steady project I've been in my whole life for more than, like, high school. Yeah. Um, I, I have a different project that I moved up here for, um, Little Geronimo. But uh, we do very different music. Mm-hmm. And um, and you're still involved with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're actually working on new music right now. Um, Where'd but, you move from? Uh, St. Pete. Okay. Um, I moved back home after college and just, like, didn't, didn't, really, uh, didn't really vibe, like, with that city much really? anymore. Um, I so had, how'd you find Jacksonville? Um, I came up for a show, and I, like, the 
fan, I guess, that I am of Circus Survive, bought VIP tickets okay. and met them in the VIP line. And uh, we just exchanged demos for like a few months. And yeah. since I really didn't feel like I fit down there, um, I just, uh, Jax was calling me at the time. Yeah. And I think it worked out. So where did the name, where did the band name come <laughs> from? So like, I was, I was watching uh, YouTube comps. <laughs> and one of the like so much of Teen Divorce's formation happened at UNF under like very goofy circumstances. So I was sitting in the fountains my second or third year on a mattress with no sheets on it because I was out <laughs> here and uh, still sleeps the same way. No, I, I got sheets. I upgraded. I graduated in more ways than one. But uh, I was just laying in bed watching. Like I'm really into like uh, just trashy forms of art. I've always th- thought is really cool because I think when you show like, what do you mean? Give us some so, examples. Like I love like bands like uh, like Bedhead and like okay. Dusters. Another one where like it's just recorded poorly, but it's sick because of it. And I love like films like uh, you know like exploitation flicks. They'll be like vampire witches versus you know Frankenstein's uncle. Like stuff like that is always just really attracted me because I think it shows like. It's a more accurate... Heart, heart versus, like, production. Sure. Yeah, kind of, but it's just more of an accurate, like, representation of where the culture is. Because I think the worse you are at something, the harder it is to hide things in it. Um, so I was watching a compilation of, like, previews for these, like, Grindhouse flicks. And one was called Teenage Divorce. And, like, the movie was bad, but I thought the name was really cool. And then my friend, uh, Kevin, who is also a UNF graduate, swoop, swoop, he now lives in Tampa, was like, just call it Teen Hi, Divorce. Kevin. And I was like, nice. <laughs> shout, out, shout out, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin if you're used listening. To, Kevin Wilson <laughs> used to work right over there. So, At Spinnaker? DJ Kev Daddy, yeah. He was oh, a copy cool. editor. Did you have a DJ name when you DJ? No, no, DJ no. Trap God BZ. Oh, okay. The street's one true disciple. Yeah. It was bad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and more on a personal level, how did you individually fall into music? Were you just playing in high school? Did you <laughs> stick with the same instruments? Um... I actually really wanted to play guitar mm-hmm. when I started, and I tried with, like, a first act thing, and it didn't really stick. Um, okay. And, uh... I remember those. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awful. It came with, like, a VHS for anybody that remembers yeah. what those are. Um, I watched this, like, Stranger Things Hot Ones, and the kids didn't know what a VHS was. Seriously? Yeah. Whoa. Um, we're old. So, yeah, we're old. I'm not Shout even out. old. Shout out being old. Wow. Um, and uh, so I, I just kind of, like... I got a drum set and started playing, and I found that I really liked it a yeah. lot more than I thought I would. Um, and and so you just stuck with it. Just stuck with it, yeah. And now I've been playing for like 16 years. Yeah, I moved to Florida when I was 10 uh, from Texas. So before that, my grand aspiration in life was to either own a comic book store or like draw, <laughs> write, or have something to do with comic books. Uh, and then I moved here, and no one collected comics, but for whatever reason. Uh, all the friends I made, you know, they were, like, my age, but they had all been playing instruments since they could. So I had a good friend who actually now plays drums uh, in a band, super cool from Tampa, called Planet Loser. He also plays drums yeah. in this really big hardcore band shout called... Shout out Planet Loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I've shout outs. Yeah, I've seen their name around. They're amazing. They just played Pulp Fest, actually. Yep. Okay. They're doing yeah. big things. They were really cool. And then they also... He's also in a really big hardcore band called 3D Deep. He's a really cool dude named Justin Lowe. But he was like, hey, man, I'm forming a band. We're going to cover ACDC. <laughs> we really need a bass player. And I was like, how hard's bass? He's like, dude, it's only four strings. Like, you're how good. How hard could it be? Yeah, so I picked up bass, and I was really bad at it. But, like, that 
allowed me to have friends in a social life. And I could play Sugar, We're Going Down, which was just instant oh. fifth grade clout. <laughs> so, but then I like actually started getting into it because I'm competitive. So yeah. we would like play at church or whatever. And like there'd be like someone better at bass than me. So I just kept progressing kind of that way. Uh, but I wanted to write songs. And it's really hard. You know, there, there are some <laughs> bands that play strictly bass. Like uh, Death Room Above 1979 mm-hmm. it was one. And then there's that other like really big one, A Royal Blood. There's a couple that have been able to pull that off. But I didn't have like the skill set to do that. Um, so I, I picked up guitar strictly because, like, everyone I talked to was like, it's going to be easier to tell people what you're trying to write if you can, like, play it for them on guitar, too. It's kind of funny because drums is very similar to that. Yeah. It's hard to write songs on drums. Yeah, so I learned guitar that way, and then I just got, like, really, really intensely into it. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I mean, that was when I was, like, 14. I'm 25 now. So, yeah, it's been, like, 11 years of just, like, no matter what, like, there have been periods where I haven't been as musically inclined as I am now, but, like, no matter what, I always had it, like, in the corner, just, like, pick up and, like, mess around with and I, try to... I think you have one of the coolest, like, fusions of, like, theory and feeling. Thanks, like, man. What did you I go know. to school for? I went to school for public relations. If you are majoring in public relations... Don't, before you <laughs> say anything else, I am a public <laughs> no relations calls. major. We're not doing any calls to actions, I'm just gonna say. Make sure you have good internships, that's it. <laughs> of course. But, I did not. So now, now I am currently looking for new work while I'm still technically so employed. Anybody can help. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I went to school for public relations to get like a fallback, and I think communications, like any degree, is all about what you put into it. Definitely. Um, but I it's was definitely in, not a degree that you can just no. And I post. I messed up yeah. because I thought it was like you get out, and it's pretty much like oh cool dude. And I didn't know no, about no, like no. the gig economy that it is now. I didn't know about like how, like, hard of an industry it is to break into or, like, how I much, like, like, the PRSA factors UCF in. tried to convince me of the same thing. that like, oh, yeah, you'll get a job super easy right out of college. What like, was your major? Engineering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it took me, like, six months to find anything. Yeah. And that's honestly pretty good compared to a lot of graduates. Yeah. yeah. I've always been fortunate, though, where, like, every job I've gotten that's allowed me to do music, I've just, like, I'm good at being friendly to older people, I guess. Sure, yeah. So that's something that is so valuable about a communications yeah. degree, just knowing how to communicate professionally. Yeah. And like beyond that, courteously, respectfully. It makes you good at being annoying too, with like press releases <laughs> exactly. and stuff. Like well not annoying, but it gave me just like, like I think communications helped me a ton with music because it gave me that kind of like mentality of like you have to be constantly crafting your story in real time through like social media and if you're going to be a musician get a nine to five they're awesome yeah they're sick i'm here to tell you (laughs) waiting tables you can practice all the time and play shows on the weekends and then eventually you lose them and you (laughs) go on a month-long tour (laughs) oh no (laughs) but that's fine we don't have to talk about it (laughs) no i'm chilling yes i'm I've had the most awesome week ever. Yeah. Okay, great. I just be waking up. I, it's fun to feel like a rock star before <laughs> you realize you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we go broke. Yep. And now I want to dive into the actual kind of creative process of the band. Sure. So I'm curious to know who wears what hats. So like, inter- okay, we'll start with songwriting. So in terms of that, who takes the wheel? Or is it more of a collaborative effort? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I'd say Ben really kind of drives that one. Um, usually it's, it's pretty much, most of the ideas are almost completely written, um, before it comes to the rest of us. And mm-hmm. we've actually, we've been changing lineup, uh, kind of a lot over the last like year and a half. Um, so that really helps a lot because we can kind of bring anybody in and, uh, and just kind of train them to sure. our voice as a band. And so um, you kind of just like the <coughs> other instruments just fill in. Well, in, in a way, but it's gotten a lot more collaborative lately. Okay. I, 
I don't know. I always got into writing songs because, like, I didn't have friends to be in bands with. So I would have, like, a really, like, terrible, like, Same. cheap Casio keyboard that had, like, a drum machine on it. Um, and then I got a hold of GarageBand. I could, like, program drums. And that was, like, super cool. But, like, I mean, I started playing bass. I'd play guitar. And I, like, was in jazz ensembles. So I learned a little bit about, like, voicings, octaves, and, like, how to, like, stack parts. Um, and also just from learning a lot of really good bands and, like, drawing influence from a lot of, like, two guitar bands, I learned kind of, like, okay, like, lead lines go here, like, yeah. chords go here. Um, so, I mean, I just, I formed Teen Divorce, honestly, because, like, Smack Rat, one of its, uh, I would say, deficiencies <laughs> was that we were in high school and everyone thought their songs were good. So, like, I would be in a band with someone that would come in, I'd be like, dude, that is just a Chevelle song. <laughs> and he'd be like, dude, no, it's not. And then he would play, like, exactly Send the Pain Below by Chevelle. Which, that's not, there's nothing, there's wrong, nothing with wrong with that. Chevelle <laughs> is better than most of the bands you guys like nowadays. That's all I'm saying. But, like, uh, but, yeah, so I, like, formed Teen Divorce kind of, like, as, like, a creative outlet of songwriting. So, but it has been cool just, like, the more we've gone, like, I can kind of just show up to David and be like, all right, here's what I got. Here's the basic groove. And we've, like, played together long enough that we sort of have, like, mm-hmm a lot more of a, like, s- we come to the same conclusion a lot quicker. Okay. We'll be like, then we'll do this. Like, get yeah, yeah, out, sick. And, uh, yeah. I think we've kind of gotten to the point where we're starting to, instead of just, like, struggling with ju- the songwriting itself, like, we're starting to add things that, that kind of, like, make our voice more personal mm-hmm. as a band and, uh, and figure out how to take what we want to say and make it um, sure. our own. Yeah. You got to start from a place of competency has always been my is got not always been but like recently has been like my sort of like ethos with songwriting like you have to start with something good like you have to start with like a strong backbone of like the music has to make sense have a groove yeah. have like a harmony a rhythm all of that but then your personal identity is when you like build upon that strong foundation with things that you like that don't conflict with what was already there and that, to me, I think is way more important. Because for years, I just tried writing music and being like, does it sound like anything I like? I'm throwing it out. And, like, I wrote really bad music a lot of the time Same. because of it. Because I was so busy trying to be myself that I didn't understand that part of who I am as a musician came from, like, the things that influenced me, yeah. the bands that I like. And I think there's a lot, especially right now, and really, like, throughout music in general, like, um, that the things the new things that you like have a lot of elements of what you liked before. Mm. Um, and it's kind of just yeah. like, it's, it's not, it's not exactly, I would say it's more influence than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of, your, your taste develops, um, into things that use exactly. what you like. Yeah. So would you, would you say you're comfortable with saying that Teen Divorce has like found its identity? identity no as a, as a band? i think we're still working on that <laughs> I, I think you should always be working on it because when i look yeah. at at people throughout history who like musically have like really like influenced me they're constantly evolving they're, the ones that stay around have constantly evolved and the ones that came back 10 years later with a record that sure. just sounded like a watered down version of what they had done in the past the i don't i don't listen to comeback records like that like, I, like if a band comes back I'm not going to shade any big bands, but, like, if a band came back name with a drop, record... Name <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to start all the beefs on here. But, no, like... <laughs> um, no, but, like, all, like, I, like, there were a lot of bands I loved in the 90s that kind of came back into Vogue recently, and they dropped new records, and I listened to it, and I was like... I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, we can say it off air, but I was like... <laughs> but I like, listened to it, and I was like, this isn't... I felt the same way, to be fair. This isn't what I signed up for, and this isn't, like... It doesn't have the same, like, feeling of, like, newness and the feeling of, like discovery 
I think real quick, I think it's also very important to know what, like what makes your voice, your voice. Yeah. Um, like we use a lot of like, uh, guitar harmonies and, um, things that really like scream teen divorce to me. And I think every successful band has those elements that really separate them. Um, and are kind of like recognizable. Yeah. Um, when you when you turn them on whether it's a lot of for a lot of bands it's like the singer's voice um you know but there's other more music like musical elements that can be that as well Mm -hmm. so then lyrics come after all the music is developed or do you kind of have them i don't even know how that works (laughs) yeah recently so for a while like lyrics for me i got really in my own head while i was in college and i would read like a lot of like edgar Allan poe and like i was like very into like <laughs> the literary greats you know so like we would i would use like uh stay, stay up late in coffee shop yeah we have like one terrible <laughs> lyric Playing like chess. ben is totally like 100 percent anubis play yeah so i had a lyric that was like anubis play yeah. us a tune yeah which was so stupid looking back but i thought i was like yeah that's like a mythology reference like i'm connecting i loved, I loved convoluted teen divorce yeah convoluted teen divorce just sounded bad but now like my lyrics i kind of like a flip where we got back from like a really rough week long and i was just feeling really depressed and down and i was like it really put into frame a lot of things that like because we just dropped an EP, and I liked the EP, and I thought it was cool, but, like, musically, I was just, like, that EP had been, like, the culmination of, like, everything I had been, like, trying to be smart about, mm-hmm. where I had been, like, it was really thought out, and all, like, the songs had, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, I was, like, throwing in illusions and metaphors yeah. and all, and, and, but the song that connected with people the most was the one where I was just sad one day and just wrote what I was thinking without it's trying modern. to be, yeah. That's why we still play it? Yep. Okay. Without trying to be cute <laughs> about it, um, and I think, like, now the lyrics for me... I'm much more okay with them being autobiographical. Uh, like, Pool that you just played in 48. Both of those songs were written as, like, direct responses to, like, bad things that had happened to me. I honestly think that's the type of lyric that I relate to the most. Yeah, I think it's also, like, something that's really becoming prevalent mm-hmm. in today's music. Yeah, that absolutely. People don't want, like, metaphors and stuff. They want, like... Although, they're not bad. I, I, I no, mean, I'm like, a no, good metaphor. No, yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with a metaphor. I'm just saying, like, yeah. people want a lot more, like directed like they want to see into you more more than like something that they can like maybe relate to they just they want to see exactly what you're feeling yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like it's all about finding a balance of not making the metaphor feel forced yeah you can't you it it should serve you know because like a lot of rappers actually i think have like you know, like, they'll, they'll compare a firearm to something that I would never think of, but it's funny. <laughs> it gets the point across that they're dangerous, and, like, <clears throat> it propels the song forward. Um, whereas a lot of, I think, my problems in my earlier days as, like, a songwriter were I would, I would write what I was feeling, and then I would purposely, like, obscure it in literary devices. Because I think at the end of the day, I was just scared to say how I actually felt. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm yeah. trying to get to a point where I can just be, like, instead of saying, like, you are to me the lay of a Welsh meadow. I can just be like, I love you. Wow. And like, that means a lot more to me. <laughs> and people, it's e- true. and people like associate with that a lot more. Yeah. Cause not everyone's walking around being it's like, true. but you, the you can always play the devil's advocate from both perspectives. Yeah. And that's what makes you me could the cool. argue that like sometimes very candid lyrics can sound the dumbest, mm-hmm. but I love, Oh, I love dumb lyrics. I like, you can ask <laughs> him. There was, really we literally were listening to a song. What was it? Like I fed my fish. 
Feed my fish. <laughs> yeah, feed my fish food. Yeah. Um, but it's sick. But it, and the, th- the funny thing is, like, that's what stuck with me out of the whole song. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the most, exactly. like, simple part of the lyrics, you know? That's how Phoebe Bridgers gets me. Yeah. She, like, her lyrics just stick in my mind. Well, and you, and you have, like, you know, um, Better Oblivion and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's very, like, it's very, I, I mean, I'm not, like, huge on analyzing lyrics but to me it seems very like straightforward as to Mm -hmm. you know just describing your moods and um explaining to putting in very like basic terms like how you're feeling yeah alex g is another modern songwriter that i think really nails that like uh i because he'll just say something like i'll leave him for you and like you don't really know what the song's about besides that but like that chorus Mm -hmm. will just like immediately conjure up a feeling i think everyone's felt before yeah and when i look at like you know, like, songwriters that I've always really liked. You know, I like Nick Drake and stuff where, like, you'll read his lyrics and you're like, what the heck is going on here? Isn't that the guy from Uncharted? No. Uh, Nick Drake was the one that did, okay. like, Pink Moon and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, they might have named him after it. That'd be sick. But but then, like, also, like, I don't know. I think it also came, like, kind of from coming up in, like, hardcore. I wasn't in hardcore. I'm not cool enough. I'm not, like, <laughs> tough and... I could never. Same. I, but I, I had a lot of friends that were into it, and they would show me their lyrics, and I would read it, and I'd be like, this doesn't even rhyme. But then, like, you would see it live, and you'd be like, but I get what he's saying. Yeah, like, and I think I think with a lot of those, like, more feeling-based genres, mm-hmm. it's all about, like, it's all about how it works in the song as opposed to, like, actually having, like, poetic, you know, like, yeah. like um, I don't know, uh, like, super... Weird Deep lyrics. Stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'm try. I'm having trouble putting it into words. Ironically, but <laughs> trying to remember this guy's name. Um, well, while you think about that, I want to shift into um, pool. Sure. Okay. So, who recorded that? Uh, Ben's friend and roommate and my friend uh, Drew. Drew Portaladen at of, uh, Space uh, Camp. Space Camp Studios. Shout yeah. We He's doing camp. some awesome stuff just out of his house right now. Yep. Yeah. I met him here. I ran into Drew. At UNF? I picked Drew up from the landing because uh, I had to take him back <laughs> to his dorm. <laughs> and he, um, no, 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 there's a landing here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, about the I'm trying landing. to rem- what is that? Or is it the landing? No, the- Villages. Okay. Villages. I'm old. Still ripped the landing. But yeah, but, but I picked. changes the story a little bit. But I picked him up from the Villages <laughs> and he got in the car and we were talking about shoegaze and he name dropped a band that I thought wasn't shoegaze. So I like cool kid hated him for three weeks. <laughs> But I found out he had, like, speakers and, like, a really cool studio set up. Drew doesn't even know shoot is. No. So ne- now we both just listen to, like, 90s butt rock, and we're like, yep, this is crossfade discovered music. Um, but I, like, met him, and I've, like, lived with him pretty much since, like, then. Like, I've lived with him coming on four or five years. And yeah. like, seeing his growth as, like, a recording, uh, like, engineer and, like, a mixer at the same time as like us growing as a band has been really cool and he uh he mixed our first release as the two of us yeah um which was almost heaven um which we tracked and then sent him the stuff and he did a lot of retracking but um and it's really cool to see how far kind of we've all come yeah like just as a group of friends um yeah it's awesome yeah I had a really fun time recording my little song and yeah. Yeah. and getting to see the setup. Yeah, it's super cute. And also cute. your dynamic. He's, he's even like he's grown since that even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
I have sort of like a lightning round fun portion. Let's do it. Fun segment. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna take the both. Okay, I'm gonna ask the both of you to take out your phones and share okay. your la- your most recently paused thing on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you oh, use. No. Mine's gonna be a podcast. Same. <laughs> Same. I'm really worried. Oh no, it's uh the song oh, Snick by is. Avlov. Ooh, yeah, that's right. We were just listening to that. Yeah, so ha. I am cool. It's the song Stick by a really good band Um, called Do I have to say? I can say it's fine. Uh, It's the last podcast on the left, um, which is this really cool, like, conspiracy podcast. True crime. Oh, all right. uh, Ben actually showed it to me on tour, Mm. and uh, I've just kind of been obsessed with it, because I've I've been kind of a rut as far as, like, new music goes. I have found a lot of new bands, but it's... It doesn't hit me the same to just like listen to music right now, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I think podcasts have kind of been filling that void. Um, me too. It's becoming like an issue in my life. <laughs> um, so I've been listening to the one about Mormonism. Yeah, it's pretty oh, crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, mine is also a podcast. I'm like not that. It's what I'm always listening to. It's this podcast called Tiger Belly. Oh, did uh, <laughs> did okay? Did Justin show you that? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Because he keeps telling me about it too. Months ago, and like I'm totally obsessed, and we kind of geek out together. That's sick. I haven't been able to get into it, but I'll try again. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's just like I feel like all podcasts are very niche. It's but mm-hmm. like it's Bobby Tiger Lee, Belly, right? Bobby Lee, yeah. Okay. He's so funny. Niche. Yeah. I love them. But, um, all right, so what are you guys currently jamming in general? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to pull out my Spotify. Yeah, I'm I, uh, sorry. I also have to. <laughs> um, like I said, I've been kind of starving for new music, um, and I kind of went on a hunt the other day. Uh, I found this band called Pine that just dropped a really cool album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all capital letters, just P-I-N-E. Um Prince Daddy, I've really been obsessed with. I have not been able to put down Cos- Cosmic Thrill Seekers. Yeah. It's it's probably my favorite album of the year. Um, I actually made a playlist of kind of all the stuff that came out this month. Um, oh. Glazed, obviously, has been stuck in my oh head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, for sure. All, I w- cannot stop singing Shaky Archer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stuck. Uh, new Intervention, obviously. First Case is really cool. Yeah. They um, really are. Pretty, really, like, everybody that's dropped stuff in Jax this year. I've been obsessed yeah. with. Okay, if you could invite any musician to dinner, who would it be? <sighs> Anyone. That's a dark, um, Thousand Band Fonny. Okay. I don't know, the dude's from King Gizzard. <laughs> okay. I just think it'd be interesting. You, you know what? You're not the first person who's mentioned them. Oh, can I change my answer then? No, no, no. I can't? No. Okay. <laughs> Rachel from Slow Dive. That's my actual answer. Uh, slow Mass. Okay. Um... If you could choose anyone to go on tour with, who would it be? Man, these aren't lightning questions. <laughs> I have to think I about know. this. Um, well, we just well, play well, with... That's the cool... You really <clears throat> just have to go with your Yeah, gut. you go um, first. We just play with Illuminati Hotties. I think that would be awesome. And our dream would probably be Teenage Wrist. Yeah, mine would either be nothing Teenage Wrist or... Um, Weezer. So yeah, like Big Bad. So are some pickups. That's, that's yeah, 10th grade awesome. me. Um, and then what's your Desert, desert Island album? Slow Dives, um, Suvlaki. Uh, Ben's going to hate me for this one, but probably... Uh, dance, gotta dance. No. <laughs> um, well, I can't even remember the name of it right now. The Circus Survive album after Juturna. Okay. I think it's In Fear and Loathing. All right. Is it the one with the we'll lyric with about catacombs? No, it's something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. It's <laughs> the one with Kicking Your Crosses down. Okay. Where can they find you on social media? TeenDivorce.Bandcamp.com On Twitter as TeenDivorce On Instagram as TeenDivorce On Facebook as Literally just TeenDivorce anything And we're on there Okay, cool 
Any closing words before we part? Shout-outs to all the cute dogs in Jacksonville. Shout-outs to Arlo. Shout-outs to Jekyll. Shout-outs to Samson. <laughs> also, I'm going to say this one more time. If you're in a rough spot right now, if you're you know trying to pursue your dream and it hurts, or if you're like just going through a tough time with your major, you are worth it. You do matter, and it will uh, be over, and you will be stronger for it. So. Also, I'm pretty hurt that he didn't shout my dog out. Shout out Blue, of course. The OG, <laughs> the king. The king. <laughs>